0: I, I wanted right now uh, ask our sister Jadida Yulik to come and read uh, something that we wrote in the bulletin. Many of you may have read it already, but I want you to read it again because we're talking about the love of God, and this one, and she'll tell you what the title is, and she'll come and read that for us, and then I'll come back, and I will abbreviate my message. How is that? Is that all right? Good. Thanks.
1: How God must have felt to love his creation for millennia after millennia without being loved in return. His love is still not reciprocated by billions of his creatures. How it must pain his heart. What is unrequited love? It is love unreciprocated which is extended through God's grace not because of value in the one loved but because of the value placed upon another by God himself. In the scriptures, we call this love agape. There are multitudes who are not aware that the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has loved them before the foundation of the world and still does love them in a manner they have never known. The God of unrequited love loves the sinner with the same love with which he loves the repentant sinner, the saint, even Jesus Christ. The Holy Scripture tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The love God gives us is saving, redeeming, justifying, and sanctifying love. It is unequaled in all of creation. If only the sinner knew that God has made this love available to him and that it is presently hovering and brooding, waiting to bring him into the presence of God, completely justified, that sinner would no longer reject this love and lover. It baffles the most vivid imagination as to why this love remains unrequited by so many to this very day? What makes a heart so callous and unresponsive? What makes a person unwilling to respond to this love? for us who have responded to Jesus. I say, though rejected and unreciprocated, the love of God keeps on giving, keeps on sheltering, hovering, brooding, watching, and waiting over sinners, unwilling to give up until that moment when time will be no more. At that moment, God's love for lost sinners will forever be unrequited. Accepting his love, Pastor Don.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Sister Jadira. Thank you so much. Uh, I was sitting there thinking, why did I have her read that before I preached? I should have waited until afterwards. Yes. Wow. Can you you ever think about that? that this love is not returned, and it is the most precious gift God could give anyone. It's his love. God does not, as it were, just ha- have love. God is love. Therefore, when God loves, he gives you himself, yes. and himself is this, this amazing blessing that, that makes us whole. Uh, it makes us different than all of the peoples of the earth, And there's so many believers, you are not in the category of the sinner who does not respond to God's love, but we don't respond to it consistently. And I believe that the Lord wants us to respond to his love consistently. That's very, very important to God, that we respond consistently. And I would like to encourage all of us that we should not have our own agenda or go to God with our predispositions and never lay them down. But those things that we have presupposed, that we have thought of, we we have held positions before we pray, then we should go into our prayer chamber and let go of those things or say, God, take away all of my predispositions and tell me what you want. That's what God wants for us. Let me say that we are living in... Just a terrible time. We've all, most of us, those of us who are uh, older, we, we have read the Bible a long time. We have known that these things would happen, the things that are going on not only in our nation but in the world. We, sometimes we thought that our nation would be somewhat exempt from those things. But those things that are going on in the world are, are terrible things. We are living in a day when perilous times have come but we must have the right response for every wrong action. And that's what God is requiring of us, that we have the right response for every wrong action. Not join those people who have wrong responses and yell as loud and shake the fist as, loud, as, as strongly as they shake the fist and form opinions and make sure that we let everybody know what we're thinking in ourselves apart from God. That is not good. That is not good at all. But we have the right response, and the right response is the response that God gave to a dark world, a world that was godless, as it were. He sent his son. That is what God did. God showed love by giving. And we also must show the love of God, the love that God is, not just has for us, but the love that God is. We must show that love because we now have become not only dispensers of mercy and grace, but we are now dispensers of the love of God, or we are dispensers of the ire of mankind. So let us make sure that we are doing the will of God in these days. So I believe that the church must be called upon to be the church that Jesus died for and not just an organization. As I share the love of God, part three, I, I want you to know that uh, as, a, as a bit of a preface to what I'm going to say, um, as I as a young boy called it, the preface. <laughs> the only way a person can have this agape love, this agape love, is not human love. This agape love is God. Uh, loving a person and giving them worth and giving them value, not because they have something to offer. And you and I have the same ability, not not in, as it were, quantity, but, but we have the same ability that God has to give because we have now his spirit. And we can give love to the loveless. We can give love to the unlovable. We can give love to those who are in need of love. They don't need a lecture. They need love. The only way a person can have love is this agape love is that they have an intimate relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so you, those of us who, who profess Jesus Christ as Lord, we have something to give to the world. And we can now, in the love of God, address the problems in the world. We can address the problems in a nation because we have the love of God. We have the same thing, quote-unquote, or the same person, uh, quote-unquote, that God has and had when he sent his son. He sent love into the world. And so this is what we must do. The world cannot love like we can love. You have to understand that. You, can't, you, can, you can stand on a doorknob all you want to or shout at a doorknob, open, 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 and it won't open because it's dead. And the world is dead to this love that we have. So let's stop shouting at the world to change when we refuse to do what God has commanded. In John chapter 5 verses 39 through 44, we find uh, as it were, uh, the people of God, but we, we could for this For the sake of this message, we could call them the church. They were not the church. The church was not instituted at that time. But they were the people of God. They were special people of God. And so Jesus is addressing the nation of Israel. Um, uh, And he says in verse 39, you search the scriptures. He's speaking to the Pharisees. You search the scriptures. Can you imagine somebody really searching the scriptures uh, and he says, for in them you think you have eternal life. So you search the scriptures because in them you want eternal life. You want life with God. And he says, and these are they which testify of me. So Jesus is standing in front of them, and they are attacking him on, on every hand. Okay, with a great ferocity, they are attacking him on every hand and, and every side. And Jesus says, you're searching the, the word of God Uh, Because in the word of God, you think you have eternal life. And these, these scriptures are they which testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. And so what had happened was Israel had degenerated into an apostate nation, a nation that was shaking but without the power of God, a nation that was worshiping but without the presence of God. And we don't want to be like that. I tell you, the church, the visible church, and I always differentiate between the visible church and the true church, but the visible church is like that. We are, we are a big mass, and we are shaking without the power of God, and we worship without the presence of God. And I would like for us to be different. Those of you who are in this audience, I want you to be different. Um, and uh, I want you to be different because God himself has given me an amazing love for you. I may not have ever shaken your hand, but I have an amazing love for you. And uh, this love used to frighten me. It used to frighten me because I, used to th- I would think, how is it possible that I can love? This is scary, which reminds me of my little granddaughter, my youngest grandchild, who at about four years old went into her mom. And I've told you this before, but it's one of my favorite stories. And all of my stories seem to be favorite, right, because I tell them often. But this is really one of my favorite stories. And she walked into her mom, and I just unsolicited it. She said, Mom, God is scary. God is scary. And uh, so we we laughed about it. I chuckled about it. And I said, I agree. God is sometimes scary. You know, because who can love like God loves? Who can uh, show grace like God shows grace? Who can have mercy? Who can forgive like God? God is sometimes, he's so scary to me because he loves me with an everlasting love. He loves me the same way he loves Jesus. And I know I'm an undeserving sinner. I know that. And somebody says, well, Don Lavelle, don't say you're an undeserving sinner. You're a saint. I'm only a saint because of the love of God. And I'm not a saint because I'm a saint. I'm a saint because he sanctified me through his love, through his Holy Spirit, and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus is talking to uh, the people of God, and I want to talk to the people of God. Uh, I told you recently that my dad, whenever we, my dad has had, uh, had seven sons, uh, dad and mom. Mom did all the hard work. Uh, had seven sons and three daughters and and uh, sometimes we boys I know all of you have been really wonderful people all of your life, but growing up in my family, we boys would sometimes would get into it and uh, anybody uh, had more than three boys in the family, I imagine you you got into it with your brother at, at one time or the other, and if you didn 't you are a saint. <laughs> but we boys would get into problems uh, with each other we 'd have a scuffle or, or, or we wanted to have a, a you know more than that and uh, Dad would talk to the one of us who was uh, the, the innocent, as it were, one in the group. And, uh, and so when I was a boy, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. Well, why are you talking to me, Dad? You know, you ought to talk to him. He's, and Dad said, I, was, I thought I was talking with the one who had the most sense. You know what I'm saying? So when I preach the gospel, I'm preaching the gospel to people I'm, I hope have a listening ear. I hope these are people who say, I know the pastor's not beating up on me, but he's encouraging me toward righteousness. Yes, to walk out the salvation that Jesus so freely gave to us. Hallelujah, somebody in this house. Hallelujah, somebody. So this is what we do. We are obligated by the grace of God, obligated by the love of, of Jesus Christ. We are obligated, obligated to keep on loving no matter what happens. Sometimes when I would listen to the late John Lewis, I would listen to him, uh just not with videos or anything there'd be a news clip or something i would listen to his words and he would say in his own uh georgia drawl or alabama drawl he would say we just have to love love changes everything we just have to love and i never heard a congressman talk like that uh, we have to love and sometimes to be very frank with you i would be a little agitated you know Maybe we ought to do something more than just love. And, but I realize as I've grown older, that that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to love people who are unlovely. He wants us to love people that uh, we have differences with. He wants us to love them. So if I go to you with love, I'm going to you with God's spirit. If I'm going to you with my own opinions, I'm going to you with the spirit of this world, the spirit of this age. God wants us to do it because we are the ones who can make a difference. I said we can make a difference. Are you still with me? Amen. Jesus said, I do not receive honor from men. And I want to just say it to all of us. That is one of our big problems, that we want honor from men. I've talked to you about people who curry uh, the favor of the powerful. And I, I, I always wanted to be a politician when I was a young man. I wanted to be a politician because I thought I could change things. I could help uh, the nation and help people if I were a politician. And, of course, I'm so grateful to the Lord Jesus that he did not allow that. I am so grateful. And uh, you, you should worship God with me too because, uh, I, I mean, God is to be praised that he didn't let me go that route. Um, uh, the late uh, uh, Pastor Lester Summerall had some, some ideas about those things, so we'll talk about them sometime. But he says, I do not receive honor from, from men. And so our, our, one of our issues in the church is, by the way, my, I'm talking about the love of God. The love of God. The love of God that changes things. But one of our, our problems in, as people is that we live in the world and we tend to become a little bit like the world if we don't take regular spirit showers, if we don't take prayer showers, if we don't take worship showers, if we don't take assembly showers, Amen. we become like the world. Have you ever been in a, a smoky kitchen? And, you know, For example, maybe somebody burnt the bacon and uh, you walked out and maybe you just ran out of the house to an appointment and you smelled like bacon. <laughs> you know, you barbecue, You, What do you smell like? You don't smell like peach cobbler. You smell like barbecue. Yeah, you smell like barbecue. You'd have to go take a shower. And so that's the way it is when you're in the world. You must regularly assemble together. You must, as it were, detox. You must detox. So the love of God brings us into a place where we can take regular showers. We can hear the word of God, be blessed by the word of God, and then go out and bless others. Otherwise, you're going to smell like the world. So he says, Jesus says, I do not receive honor from men. So I'm going to encourage all of us not to receive honor from men. That is to look at people in the world and want them to honor us when we have something for them. We have something to give to them. Yes, we have something to give to them. That is the Word of God, the love of God, the Spirit of God. We have the blessings of God. As uh, my, what my f- former pastor said, my last pastor would say, he would say we have the last thing that came out of heaven. And so what we have is the Holy Spirit and let us not minimize the Holy Spirit, and let us not, with our acts and actions, as it were, marginalize the Holy Spirit. I know the Holy Spirit is not bound, but I think that in in us, he may be, as it were, marginalized, not bound. He is not bound, but in us and through us, he can't do anything. It's like a a river or stream that has been dammed up, but we don't want to do that because our chief uh, mission is to flow the love of God to mankind. And that is those who are not lovely, those who don't a- accept us, don't like us, don't care for us, we are to love them. And, uh, and, but, but if we receive honor from men, we won't do that. But Jesus says, but I know you, listen to what he says to the Pharisees, that, uh, that you do not have the love, the agape, of God in you. You don't have God in you. He says you don't have the love of God in you, but, but really, you don't have God in you. Wow. See, the unrepentant sinners do not have God in you, and we're expecting them to comport themselves like we sometimes refu- refuse to comport ourselves. Well, we want them to comport themselves better. They cannot do that, not consistently anyway. Why? Because they don't have the love of God in them. So those of us who have the love of God in them, we must do the will of God because we have the love of God. We have the spirit of God. We're able to do it. 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 So he says to them, you do not have the love of God in you. And, I, and what a charge to the people of God. You know, sometimes I, I watch, uh, I, I used to be such a news junkie. I'm not anymore. I, I try to find something else if I feel like I want, want a little uh, time to just download. Um, but I, I don't watch the news to download. Oh, no, man. Anything. I would watch Mickey Mouse, you know, anything. Anything. Yeah, you remember that m-i-c-k-y thing little rhyme m-o-u-s-e mickey mouse i would rather watch one of those shows than to watch watch the news something because it's so depressing isn't it it's terrible but but i want to say to you but we we can't charge them so as we sometimes feel like doing or do We have to stop that. Why? Because we know they don't have the love of God in them. And and Jesus here is talking to the church, not the world. He's he's talking to the called out people, rather. And he's saying, you don't have the love of God in you. How is it that Jesus knew that? He says, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. What I'm finding is that in the world, in the world system, and even in some organized churches, when when you go to them with the love of God and the message of God, they refuse you. Are you seeing that? So I'm saying that not to just give you bad news. I'm saying that so that you will know what your responsibilities are and you will walk those things out that you will love at all times. You don't love at all times by your own strength and energy. You don't love through your own strength. You don't love through your own willpower. You love when you submit everything to Jesus Christ. That's how you're able to love. You have to submit it all to Jesus. Um, I remember uh, saying to you sort of jokingly that, that some of you, I was going to pray that God would keep you up at night by 3 in the morning. And uh, so, but I, I, I think, I was joking, I never prayed like that. Uh, but I do th- think that if, when the Lord wakes us up at 2 or 3 in the morning, it, it, may, it may very well be that he has a conversation for you, that he wants to converse with you, he wants to talk with you, uh, he wants to share his thoughts with you. And then if he shares his thoughts with you, when you wake up in the morning, you, you wake up ready. You know, ready for everything. I ask sometimes Paul, our custodian here, just, he's just become a permanent fixture here. He's, he, he talks about the church all the time. He doesn't attend services, but I think he thinks because he works here every day, he that's his service. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, I always ask him, "Come on, come on,, come on,." Paul, he would say, "Listo." And I would say, "No, Bendecido." He said, "Bendecido y listo." In other words, I'm, I woke up today ready and blessed. <clears throat> I'm ready and blessed. When you and I spend time with the Lord, we are both ready and blessed. We have a blessing to give. <clears throat> so this is what I'm asking of you. I'm asking of you that you would let the river flow, this great river of love the Spirit of God. You would let it flow, and let it flow wherever you are. Wherever you are, I remember a number of years ago, this elderly lady, she probably wasn't even as old as I am, but at that time, she was an elderly lady, and she would say, uh, she said to us one day, my wife and I, she was just talking about different things, and she was a, just a real sage lady uh, with full of the wisdom of God, and she said, honey, if you can live for Jesus in your home, you can live for him anywhere. What she was saying was work it out at, ha- at the house. You know, I don't, I'm not going to get into your personal business, but if you're having some problem working it out at your house, keep working. It, that means your job's not over. You don't want to quit in the middle of the work. There's no honor if you quit in the middle of the work. Wow. What do you think about that? <laughs> Jesus says, I have come in my Father's name and you did not receive me. There's a real danger in not recognizing God's people. There is a danger, a grave danger when God's people are talking and you're not listening because you are being set up for something. Let's, let's read what it says. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. Whoa. Your judgment is when you refuse God, you will always receive the deceiver. That's, that is the spirit of this age. You may say, Pastor, I disagree with that. Well, you're just wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. I just read it from the Word of God. And this is this, this is applicable to all of us. This is applicable to all of us. I, I always tried to say applicable, and I just couldn't say applicable. I'd always stumble over it, so I found another way to pronounce applicable. Okay? <laughs> Jesus goes on to ask the question, how can you believe you who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? And what we find here in this wonderful, wonderful scripture is that when we do not receive the word of God, uh, the spirit of God, and those who come in the name of the Lord, we set ourselves up, not somebody else. We set ourselves up for error. We set ourselves up uh, to... Uh, to be, as it were, outcasts. And we set ourselves up in unbelief. We set ourselves up in unbelief. For Jesus said, how can you believe? Wow. Well, you can't believe doing your own thing. Now, let me, let me uh, sort of close the day. I, I was so uh, obj- uh, optimistic when I started. I, have, I had just a great number of scriptures. I've got about, I don't know how many more. I said, oh, I can get those. Y'all must be praying for me. I'm so so optimistic. Let's go to Micah chapter six, verse eight. Micah six, eight. And this is what I want to say to all of us, because I love all of you. And I'm saying to you that God is working it out with you. He's working it out with each one of you. But now you must cooperate with the Lord. You must cooperate with the Lord, but He is working it out with you. He is giving you a, 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 a time of reset. He has given you a time of reset to get some things right that you have not g- gotten so right. Yes, you're thinking, you're doing, a reset, another opportunity. He has also, if you, if you are, are watching or you're looking, this is also a revealing time. But a revealing time is also an exposing time. Yes. So who you are, you will no longer be able to hide. Yes. And all of the pressures on the world will squeeze it out of you. If you if you're, have a lemon spirit, you're going to be sour. We're going to all know it. You won't be able to. But this is what he says in Micah 6.8. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what the, does the Lord require of you? He has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? He has already shown you what's good. Yeah, yeah. Through, his, through his word, through his through the songs we sing, He has shown you what's good. Why, why don't we know what's good? He's shown us. Yeah, I, I love my verb, uh, uh, enseñar, in Spanish, enseñar, enseñar. I remember studying that verb, and I've told you this. I'm going to tell you again because it's a good, it's a good statement. I knew that verb meant to teach, to teach, to teach, to teach, enseñar, and somebody. One of the Spanish speakers just threw it on me. In a way, I thought, they didn't use that word right. You know, you know, limited knowledge is terrible, isn't it? And I said, they didn't use that word right. And the thing is, they did use it right. They used it uh, to mean to show something. And that's when I realized you can't, you can't show what you don't teach. You can't teach what you don't show. You have to show this. this and, and he has shown us. This is what he wants from, from us. But to do justly. That means everybody you meet, he's not talking about we just form an organization and we're going to be the Justice League, right? We're going to get all of our gift, uh, gifted people together. That's what he's saying here. He's saying that you, every day, you go do justly. And that person you meet on the street, you do them justly. Wherever you are, you do justly. You treat them right with justice and equity. Wow. That's how this thing is done. You don't, get, you don't have a right to your own feelings. When you see the beggar on the side of the street and you know he's a, he's a scam artist, sometimes you ought to give him something just to deal with that old cheap spirit in you. But to do justly, to love mercy. Be merciful. Be merciful. Be merciful. The, 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 the tax collector says, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Went down to his house justified. Love mercy. Don't criticize mercy. Don't talk down to mercy. Because I'm telling you, mercy is wonderful when you need it. And then he says to walk humbly with your God. Let's walk humbly before God. Let's be the people he died for. Let's don't fight for our reputation. Just yield ourselves to God. We are, as it were, the change agent in the world. I said, we are, as it were, the change agent in the world. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying through the Holy Spirit, through the life of Jesus Christ, that's what we are for. We're not just so that God will, will, will pacify us and get us through this world and give us everything we want so that we are spoiled brats at the end. And we're not good for him. We're not trained for reigning. But you're going through things, and you're going to go through more. Difficult is going to come to you. But God is with you and he will never leave you. I'll come back in a moment.